0: Chris and Chris
1: talk movies. Hello and welcome back to the podcast now today we are coming at you with a special holiday bonus episode that we're squeaking in here last time we talked about underwater and we said at the end of that one we're going to talk about crawl and we are we are um, but first of all my name is Chris Ferry and this is my co-host I'm Chris Huddleston. And uh, boy, I just couldn't be more excited. Chris mm-hmm. gave me a wonderful Christmas present in this one. I had never heard of this movie. Um, and he said, do not watch the trailer. Do not watch the trailer because it'll ruin it for you. I think you're really going to like it. Just go check it out. He, You know, I couldn't look up the movie without learning a few basic things about it. So it is a Christmas movie. And a zombie movie. It's a British Christmas zombie movie. Uh, (laughs) So right there, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a ripe plum. I could not contain my delight. I texted you four or five times as I was watching it. I was so excited when I discovered what you hadn't told me about this film. And I, I give you this protracted introduction now, listeners, because I would love, if you don't know this movie and you've never heard of it and you've never seen it, I would love you to get the same delighted experience that I got. So I'm going to announce the movie. It is called Anna and the Apocalypse. Um, I am going to proceed. I'm going to play the trailer. And, of course, we're going to talk about it, which will completely spoil it. The trailer will spoil it for you. So if you, you you have one shot, if you don't know what I'm talking about, to go watch it. I really please. This is a bonus episode. Please stop this now. Go watch Anna and the Apocalypse. You won't regret it, and then come back and listen to us talk it up, okay? I'm going to give you just a moment. Please pause it now. Pause. Hit the pause button. I hope you paused. Did you pause? If you're still with us, okay, here we go, because today we are talking about Anna and the Apocalypse.
0: T'was the night before Christmas, and all through the house... Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Young Anna was nestled, all snug in her bed. Not knowing tomorrow, she'd meet the undead. How would she survive? What this season would bring? Well,
1: that's simple. She'd stab, she'd slash, and she'd sing.
0: Dustin Bieber's a zombie.
1: so cats out of the back <laughs> mm-hmm. now interestingly in that trailer you don't obviously when you if you're just listening to this um y- you know you you get the surprise but you don't you know there isn't a lot the, the trailer doesn't tell you a lot and the song in the trailer is not actually in the movie so they have it set to this jolly musical thing but it's not actually anything that you would hear In the movie, Chris, do you have a synopsis for us for this one?
0: I do. Uh, Anna and the the Apocalypse is a 2017 uh, Scottish film directed by John McPhail. It stars Ella Hunt as Anna. Um, And the synopsis is a zombie apocalypse threatens the sleepy town of Little Haven at Christmas, forcing Anna and her friends to fight, slash, and sing their way to survival facing the undead in a desperate race to reach their loved ones. But they soon discover that no one is safe in this new world, and with civilization falling apart around them, the only people they can truly rely on are each other. So I had uh, previously watched this. This is probably the third or fourth time that I've seen this. The first time I saw it was last Christmas, but uh, you had not seen this at all, as you said, Chris. And I'm delighted that you were delighted about the surprise, and I'm delighted to hear what you have to say about the movie. I,
1: I loved it. The, when, so it starts off. It's a bunch of high school students. I'm like, okay, great. You know, you can see that from the, the production. the uh, the The lead is a like a high school senior, um, junior or senior. Um, she's terrific. They're all terrific. Um, <laughs> and i thought okay this is fun this is going to be a fun twist a zombie movie christmas movie those things it'll pair interestingly and then they burst into song and i thought it's a musical it's high school musical when zombies break out you know so i saw one of the ads compared it to la la land i guess it's kind of like that too but it's definitely it's a universe in which these teens express their big emotions in song, and there's big choreographed numbers, and it just it blew me away, especially, I think, in the whole first half, the musical numbers are terrific.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I do, I mean, I have, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pick some nits with it, as I always do. I get very critical about these films, but only really about the ones that I... I like enough to start picking apart little things, but I, I, it just it blew me away because I, I I thought setting the bar pretty high with a zombie Christmas movie was one thing, and then to tackle a third genre that is, it's really, I, and I think this comes into one of my one of my it's like. I guess it's a criticism of the movie. It I feel like ultimately, ultimately, it, it sort of just quite doesn't work because the universe of the musical realism um, feels like... I would have said is not compatible with the zombie genre, mm. but I think this movie is, so, is good enough that it proves it actually is, and there's just a couple of things. One of them is casting, and one of them, I think, has to do with... The quality of the song um, as it as it goes through in in act two and three makes it hard because the the, the musical is so full of pathos and joy and longing and, you know, regret and sadness and all these big feelings that you see um, in musicals when people are singing to each other. And the zombie movie is so full of dread. Mm hmm and fear and despair. I mean, they, it's really the other side of the coin. It is, you, you know, you want to give up hope, and the only thing that keeps you going in a, in a hopeless world is this sort of inexplicable desire to survive at all costs, which to me feels diametrically opposed to what you get in a musical. Um, it, it's still... It, it, oh, it... it it works well enough that I'm gonna pick it apart, but mm-hmm. uh you know, I think by the end of a musical, you're left with some hope, and at the end, even if the love doesn't work out, you're left with this like well, life goes on kind of sentiment, our sacrifices were not in vain. It ultimately ends on a on a positive and or an er positive note, and a zombie film, the classic zombie films always end with nobody gets away, mm-hmm. right nobody survives. You think they, they, you think they got away, and then you discovered that they didn't. That there was no escape from the zombie apocalypse. Um, so at the end, you know, we we our survivors get together and they drive off into the sunset, but it's a zombie-filled sunset, so they're not going far. You know, it's like it's sort of the musical tries to have the last word, and then the zombie thing kind of. Th- throws cold water on it. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting in that regard that, um, so to set up a little bit, so we have uh, we have Anna and kind of her group of friends. So there is, uh, and I've got to look up the names here real quick. So there's John, who is this boy who's her best friend, and he's in love with her. And you never really know for sure, does she love him? What did you think about that? Is does she look at him as just a friend because there's one part where there she says you're my best friend and he's oh, like yeah. I know and she goes no you're my best friend which I almost think like she was saying like I love you um but maybe whatever you know they can't have the relationship or whatever but you think okay oh, I think
1: she was I think that's exactly what she was saying I love you but not like that not yeah. like you I can see how you love me and mm-hmm. I don't I love you you know, more than anyone, but not that way.
0: Yeah. But I thought it was interesting that they, you know, they kind of set it up in a conventional film. um, a Conventional kind of, you know, there's a little bit of a romantic comedy aspect to, to this almost. So you kind of think, oh, they're going to wind up together at the end, right? And no. He dies. He gets killed (laughs) by the zombies, you know, and I think there's an interesting thing. Maybe the second song in it is uh, uh, in the movie is I think it's maybe called Hollywood ending or there's no such thing as a Hollywood ending. You know, and the whole gist of it is like this isn't a movie. You know, this is real life and it's not going to end in the Hollywood way. And I think it's kind of interesting that they almost telegraph that that they're like, okay, this is a zombie movie. So you're right. not going to get your romantic comedy in the end where right. John says, I love you. And, you know, they they go off into the sunset together or whatever. So, um, you know, so but I thought that to was me, that's
1: part of the problem, um, mm-hmm. because I think that the Hollywood ending is the Hollywood ending because it sells tickets. Mm-hmm. Right. So while we can complain that it's cloying and predictable and, you know, what, however, we're going to, you know, and that it's an unrealistic it's part of the reason people buy tickets to go see movies. It, it You know, movies are escapism, um, I think, at root. You go for the experience to have the big fantasy thing. And sure, there are different genres. But um, I think that I would have actually enjoyed this movie even more if there had been some more palatable version of a quote unquote Hollywood ending. Yes. But I, I agree that that, that was the movie telling you it's almost the, it's the most memorable. I've gone back and watched that scene a couple of times. It's a big dance number in the lunchroom. Um, I kept thinking of Glee. Have you ever seen the show Glee? Just a little, not very much, but
0: I'm familiar it's, with it. Yeah. It's a high
1: bit. school musical, but mm-hmm. it's a, uh, you know, a serial show instead of a movie. Um, Yeah, I, the movie was, ex, this movie is extremely well done, and it's extremely clever, and I almost think, I almost felt like it was a, it was being a little too clever for its own good, because mm-hmm. right, you know, right at the end, they're kind of like, we're going to tease you with this Rainbows and Sunshine happy ending musical thing, and but we're going to take it away from you right at the end and be like, no, no, it's a zombie movie, and... It meant that I didn't get to enjoy the sort of sweetest part, the dessert of the musical movie, Mm -hmm. which is that Hollywood ending where the guy gets the girl and everyone ends up like in Shakespeare on the comedies. In Shakespeare, everyone gets married at the end. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, And instead they're like, but it's a zombie movie. And you're sort of like. I get I get that you wanna have it both ways, but I, I still feel like at the end of this movie you can't have it both ways. And they chose to stick with the zombie thing because you can't really roll that back <laughs> mm-hmm. once that's out of the bag. Um And it was sort of I mean, I sort of wondered are they setting up for a sequel here? But there's no it sequel. It seemed a you little can't. bit
0: yeah, yeah. It seemed a little bit like they were. But yeah, you, they there's that's... no future for these people at the mm-hmm. end of this
1: movie, is we we met a whole wide cast of characters, and they've all died.
0: <laughs> and and that's the thing. It's you know this movie. You look at it as pretty light. I mean, I, I it, it's definitely comparable to something like Shaun of the Dead because it's a you know it's a zombie movie, but it's not um, it's not The Walking Dead where it's just everything is super bleak in it. But it is still pretty bleak because they kill off almost everybody, all the characters right. that you've and you genuinely like. You know, almost all of these characters are very likable. So you're left with Anna and this one girl uh, who is named Sarah. She's American. Um, And then this guy that Anna, uh, his name is Nick, that Anna has had a relationship with at some point or a little bit. And he's just kind of this jerk. And those are the only people that you're left with. They kill off all the other characters in it, right? So it, you, you know, know, it says do, it does end in a bleak fashion.
1: One thing I thought is that it's kind of a metaphor for, you know, you and I. Parkersburg is a small town. It's a big town, but it's a small city. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I thought was this could sort of be a, seen as a metaphor of the people who managed to get out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The Mm -hmm. people who go on to leave their small town and do something else in the bigger wide world, you know, Mm -hmm. and how some sometimes there are people that decide for whatever reason that they're going to they're not they're not going to leave. They're going to stay home and take on the family business or whatever. You know, there's another really adorable couple with wonderful Scottish accents Mm -hmm. uh, who both get bit and. There's a little, you know, we have a little montage at the end of all the people that they're sort of, quote, unquote, leaving behind that are now zombies. And there's the sweet boy, John, I guess, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't get the requited love. And he's sort of twitching and alone. Mm-hmm. And then there's this couple, you know, wandering around as zombies. And as they pass, their hands sort of brush each other. Yeah, that's a great shot. In a scene. way that sort a of great shot. indicate that they're still together here yeah. in Zombieland. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's sort of like it touches on all the people we have left behind and I thought, is this a metaphor of them like going on into the rest of their lives and leaving their, the people that are choosing to stay as part of this community, they're going on to do other things and I mean, it's a little bit bitter like, oh, the people who stay here are zombies Mm -hmm. but I think that's a common trope in some of these high school movies. It's like, oh, you're going to college and i you know i'm staying here to work at dad's shop or whatever it's like that's okay we could still be friends you know i'll call i'll come back like okay you know but it's this realization that they're not going to have the same kind of life that relationship that they had anymore you know that something fundamental is changing
0: well in the very opening of the movie is that she is going to anna is planning to go to australia which her dad her um her her mother is no longer alive and she, so she lives with her dad and she tells her dad that she's going to go out to Australia which he isn't happy about it about that and then the uh the friend John he also isn't happy about that because you know he thinks he's afraid that will be the end of their their friendship so that we they don't show us very much about this town i mean we really just you know uh, we have the school and we have a bowling alley and they're outside a bit but we don't know much about the town, but we do know that it's small. Um, so, uh, you know, they don't really say much about what people do for jobs or anything like that. But it, but I think you have a good point that it could be a metaphor for, you know, some of the people get away and some of the people just stay in, in the little town and their lives don't change very much.
1: And then the other thing I wanted to talk to you about uh, is – the antagonist obviously there are zombies trying to eat human flesh if you get bitten you're infected you turn into a zombie but we've got the bad boy right Nick did you say his name is yeah Nick yeah and he's he's pretty obnoxious he's the you know in the American version he's the captain of the football team he throws food at people you know he's I mean I'm I'm sort of riffing at this point but like slaps sandwiches out of people's hands like he's a real prick Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um, and, and, um, you know, and he's a good, good looking enough actor, but the lead, Anna had, um, a, you know, a tryst with him at one point and has sort of, you know, soured on him since. Uh, and I think that the movie is sort of setting it up that, because he is one of the survivors with her. Yes. Uh, I think the movie is sort of setting it up that. We're supposed to kind of come around on Nick like then we're supposed to realize that he had a really tough father and he reveals that he had to kill his father after his father had been bitten. Right. Mm-hmm. And that there's just a ton of bitterness and that maybe him being such a jerk is if not necessarily his fault, then sort of understandable because of how tough he's had it. I never came around on Nick. No, no, You no. <laughs> never really liked him. I did. I never, never liked Nick. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I felt like I was supposed to. And Nick is given a solo where he's talking about he's sort of born for this, and I'm, you know, now, I, now I'm is my time to shine because I'm a badass and I I can kill zombies real good. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's not only is it an unconvincing musical number; it's kind of a lame song. Yeah, like I couldn't sing it to you now if I had to.
0: That was definitely my least favorite song in the in the movie, I would say.
1: And there is, uh, although there is one, one little bit, he's got two, like, goons that run around with him and in that Hollywood ending, big musical number, one of his goons is sort of dancing around with everybody else and he sort of grabs him at one point when he it pulls him down to the chair, like, stop doing that. <laughs> like, it kind of breaks the fourth wall of the, yeah it's uh, nice little moment mm-hmm. and the other the other antagonist is the headmaster who is um wound really tight yeah. and during this zombie apocalypse, I think we're supposed to understand that he snaps that he loses his mind completely mm-hmm. and um and becomes a kind of a maniacal evil character and um he has got at least one musical number two and I, I thought his performance is interesting in the first half of the film where he's being the kind of um, a-hole headmaster that everybody rolls their eyes at. Mm-hmm. Although he had a habit of doing things where he, he speaks very quietly and then he'll scream something. No! You know, and you're kind of like, I didn't ever buy that. Yeah. I thought, you know, Nicolas Cage got their first buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but then he's got a couple of musical numbers at least one musical number and and that definitely didn't work for me either. I was like, ah,
0: no. If there's any part that is underwritten to me in this movie, it's this character. Yeah. Because it's not it seems like a nice enough school. The kids outside of this Nick and like his, you know, handful of goons they don't ever represent this in any way that it's like this horrible school full of horrible kids. I mean, most right. of the, these seem like nice kids, you right. know. And and but he's they don't ever give you any kind of backstory or indication. He just seems to hate what he does and he hates these kids, you know, to the point right. of like you said it's kind of like he he uh snaps and by the end of the movie, you know, he's actively trying to um, kill people. So kill people, get and like people feed killed. them yeah. to the zombies, basically. And he ties Anna's dad up, you know, to set up this showdown with her. And that—that that was the one. That was pro. That's probably my one real criticism of the of the movie that I have. There's no motivation for this guy to be to act the way that he does. I I don't think
1: there is an element of the cartoonish. Yeah. Throughout this that exists in the musical genre that I think is harder pressed to find in the zombie genre. Um, and, you know, having a kind of a cartoonishly evil headmaster again, I think of Glee. There's a character <laughs> called that uh, oh, shit, I forget her name. Um, Sue Sylvester is the character's name. But just this great actor. Um, she does a Hollywood game night. I mean, I can't believe I'm not remembering her name at the moment but she's terrific in it but she's a huge evil cartoon she's is just she mean like the gym
0: people. teacher or whatever yeah okay yeah, yeah. She's just i can't mean think of her name, to people she's a really good actor
1: it, i'm ashamed that i can't remember her mm-hmm. name but um that works because the whole thing is cartoony mm-hmm. right i mean the cheerleaders are promiscuous to a cartoonish degree the football team are Butch and bullyish to a um, cartoonish degree, right? Mm-hmm. The Glee Cub kids are outsiders and misfits to a cartoonish degree, and they all have incredible dancing skills and vocal skills to a cartoonish degree, right? Yeah, and so and, and everyone's emotions are taken to the nth degree, so that works in that genre, and that's typical of that genre, um, and that's what we're sort of dealing with with this headmaster. He's playing in the realm of like. You will obey my rules, you know. Mm-hmm. But then once zombies happen, and there's some there's some fun bits with zombies, like there's a guy in a Frosty the Snowman suit, <laughs> this sort of moment they realize that zombies are happening, and he kind of stumbles forward and falls flat on his face, and they run over, and they're like, oh, my God, are you okay? And then when they kind of get him upright, they see that the front of the the face has been sort of torn away and the guy, you know, he has no lips is basically the front of his face has been ripped off and it's this great macabre reveal. And then one of them, I guess Anna hits him with a, a shovel or a big candy cane or something. And it takes his head clean off. And there's this like fountain of blood that shoots up out of the neck. And that's the moment where, we sort of click over and look like, okay, we've known it's a zombie movie.
0: We've now seen, the characters know.
1: We've seen the zombies before because there's a scene where she's like singing and walking down the street and there's zombie mayhem behind her, but she's oblivious to it. This is the moment where they're
0: finally all on the same page. And they lift that a little from, from Shaun of the Dead where yes. like there's a part like very early on where she bumps into a guy and she's like, oh, sorry, and the guy turns around and you see that yes. he's a zombie. So, you know, they have that whole... Thing in in Shaun of the Dead where it's like I don't know a half an hour or so of the of the movie that they're interacting with these zombies and they just don't pay any attention to them and realize it because they're just going about their lives. You know,
1: I wonder the timing of this. My assumption is that Shaun of the Dead must have come first. Yeah, yeah,
0: it did. Because Shaun of the Dead, I want to say, was like this. Anna the Anna in the Apocalypse was 2017, and I want to say Shaun of the Dead was like. 2004 2000 Oh this was
1: 2017 Yeah
0: 2017 oh. yeah 2004 so, was, was Shaun of the Dead yeah so
1: That's see to me to me it's like they said what if we made Glee or La La Land what if we made Shaun of the Dead but in in Glee or La La yeah, Land Yeah ab-
0: absolutely yeah
1: And I think they did a terrific job of it but there's a lot of homage to Shaun of the Dead mm-hmm. um which is also a super fun movie. Oh yeah, yeah. That. But I've been you know, I feel like it's been talked about everybody's sure. ever seen that, you know. Yeah. Um so uh so so I was just on the edge of my seat. I even I even paused it and rewound to rewatch a couple scenes. I was enjoying this so much. I do feel like once it got to the halfway mark and once they realized, "Oh no, it's zombies." Then it started to uh get cold if you'll pardon the pun a little bit as they tried to figure out what to do next and how to go get their parents and oh no now the headmaster's evil and he's trying to work against us for reasons that never really become clear I mean it's just sort of like oh he snapped Mm -hmm. right that people are holed up in the school and they decide they want to leave and he has this moment where he's like oh this is my school like and then so I guess he kills them all yeah. Or lets the zombies in who kill them all. And when the kids finally get there, they find their loved ones except for her dad have been bitten and are kind of wandering around as zombies. And he he's like, oh, they're right in there. And he puts them in the room with them and then locks them in. Mm-hmm. And they wiggle out of it somehow. But um, – or some of them do. I guess not all of them make it out of that room. But from that point on, it, it's um, – some of the fun leaks out of it a little bit. And part of that has to do with, I didn't like the musical number for Nick and I didn't like the musical numbers for the headmaster. And that's really the bulk of act three is them sort of dealing with, you know, the dark side of the cast. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then there's no cherry on the top because The three of them, it looks like Nick and Anna are done for, but um, the American, Sarah? Mm, Yeah, Sarah. Pulls up in her nifty little blue car, and they hop in and and sort of drive off into the sunset. But by that point, we realize there's no, you know, this isn't a localized thing. They're not going to drive away from the zombies. They're just escaping this moment. And that's when the credits roll to sort of like, Oh, the happy ending! Da, 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 da. And you, you know, you, but that's not what happened. That's not just what happened. I mean, I'm glad we didn't watch them die.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but um.
0: And I think you, you have. you know a what good, I mean? Like, yeah, there's yeah. just no payoff. There's no musical movie payoff. And I think the—I think you have a good point there. That um, to to me. The best songs are are early on in the movie. So the when you get the it's five or 10 minutes into the movie where, you know, as you said, it just seems to be a conventional film. And then they break out into song. Well, that first song is called Break Away, which is really great. And then the second one that we talked about is called Hollywood Ending. And I don't know that there's ever. If they ever match those songs again in the rest of the movie? What do you think?
1: But those songs are so good. Yeah. Those songs are home runs. And right at the top of the movie, like, it had me. Yes. You know what I mean? It had me at those songs. So, I you know, it, it cools off a little bit, but I, I still was so on board that I was oh, like, yeah. oh, man, you couldn't, you couldn't have gone back and, like, taken another pass just on the page before you shot the bad boy song it just feels so two-dimensional compared to those terrific first numbers you know definitely
0: yeah yeah but i do think it's a you know for what they did it's it's a really neat trick that they've pulled off you know because like you're saying you're taking you know a if if take all the music out of it and just have it be just a a uh a conventional zombie movie, you know, they do a really good job with uh, um, all of the, you know, the, you can't have a zombie movie without all the gore. And they have, they do a really good job with that. Again, it's more Shaun of the Dead than The Walking Dead. You know, it's, it's somewhat cartoony, but it's really good makeup and everything on what had to have been a pretty small budget. I mean, I don't know what the budget was for this, but so they do a great job with that. All of the acting... I mean, across the board, board the acting is very good. Yep. There's humor in it, but there's also genuine emotion. And like yep. we said, you like most of these characters a lot. And then you throw songs on top of that. I mean, that's a difficult... Uh, I would think a difficult trick... And have it all work for the most part. Right. You know?
1: Well, and they do... There, You know, there are some... Like, Remember the Friend... Uh, does that musical number at the yeah, school his name talent is Chris. show yeah or, or, well, oh
0: no i'm sorry her name is lisa that was one thing that i thought <laughs> was a that... racy santa number <laughs> Yeah, wasn't that funny because she so apparently funny. because the headmaster then is pissed about that he's like this right. is pornographic you know and so apparently they rehearsed that whole thing and put it all together without his knowledge, because he right. would have not, you know, signed right. off on that. So I right, I and that
1: that, that also that made me think of Glee too, because it was sort of it evoked like how sexually charged high school is, even if it's yeah. all in our minds. But it has these big racy production numbers that you're like, that would never happen. You would never you're do right. that. at yeah. talent that, show that, that
0: kind of takes you out of the movie because it's like, okay, you, this is you know,
1: she has like. Eight or twelve backup dancers who are like all these cut guys, you know, wearing little red later hoses and no shirts, yeah. and they have big Santa long, you on. know, phallic candy canes mm-hmm. that they're sort of thru- hip thrusting, and you're just like, come
0: on! And you have these older on. parents just kind of clapping along. Like yeah, some, no, of them are, some of them are horrified, and some of them all love the dads it. in the audience yeah. are
1: uncomfortable because she's it's, it's basically Santa baby, but it's mm-hmm. like. Even more overt, you know. So I'll sit on your lap, and we'll see what pops up and stuff like that. And shows the dads in the audience like pulling, pulling at their collars and squirming (laughs) in their seats. Yeah, it was was really fun, but a little out of. I mean, I I was on board the whole time, but you're kind of like, okay, this is this is silly cartoon musical. Yeah. movie shenanigans um uh, she's gonna get in trouble for that number you know but then uh you know i almost wanted like a zombie dance number i don't know how you would oh, do yeah. that i
0: didn't even think well thriller i mean you know
1: right but the <laughs> i didn't even think about that movie, yeah you know because how would you have the zombies dance because they're just in this movie like in most zombie movies well I don't know zombie movies have have spread out so much recently. You've got fast zombies and virus zombies and smart zombies and even talking zombies in the later R- Romero movie, right? like they got smart again. yeah, yeah um, but I think of the traditional zombie as sort of a, just a dead. I mean it's just a it's just a hunger, you know it's mm. what used to be a person and it's just animated by hunger, and they're not smart and they're not particularly fast but they are relentless. And I don't know how you make that dance or how you make a dance with that. or Maybe you dance among them while you're, I don't know, they kind of did that with Nick's thing where he's sort of singing. It's a musical number where he's bashing zombies, but they weren't worked into the choreography at all. No. And I just kind of wanted to see, one thing you tend to see in a zombie movie is the big wide shot where it's you see just how many zombies there are, right? Mm-hmm. It's a huge horde scene of zombies. And the, you, it's typical in a musical, too, where you, you see a big wide shot, where it's like, I think of the Fisher King, which is not a musical, but they, t- there is a musical number where in, in Grand Central, um, in the room with the clock, the big atrium, there, there, all the people commuting turns into this sort of big ballroom waltz. Do you remember that scene? It's been a long, all, long
0: time since I've seen that.
1: They're all waltzing around, and, mm. and it's it, I think that that's a, also a typical thing that you see in musical movies, so I thought, man, it would be cool if there would be a way to combine those two wide shots into a musical number somehow. But that's the one thing the zombies... Characters go from... Like Lisa becomes a zombie and then we just sort of lose lisa but there she is you know yeah and i just wanted a little more of that like inadvertent hand touching like you want to see it as it's clearly accidental but you want to see it as some part of them still wants to be you know Mm -hmm. i just wanted a little more of that somehow to stitch those two genres together more intimately
0: now, some of it that you you were talking about with the the wide shots and things, I imagine a lot of that was probably just budgetary. You sure, because they uh, sure again, you know everything's pretty pretty tight as far as the locations that we're in, and you know we don't. There's a little bit that they show where you know kind of some CG stuff where you see you know the town a little bit, but but beyond that, it's pretty. Um, You know, like I said, we we don't really leave that most of it we're in the school. There's a little bit in the bowling alley and and all of that. So
1: There is enough of it for universe building. Yeah, that one where she's walking down the street and it's sort of like Did you see the reboot of Dawn of the Dead?
0: Oh I did, yeah. I I like that one a lot. Yeah,
1: that was great. But so so she wakes up in the morning and the little girl comes in and bites her husband and she and he turns right away and she barely gets away out the the bathroom window from her now turned husband and as she hits the front lawn the idyllic you know suburban neighborhood we saw last night at sunset when kids are out roller skating and people are coming home from work is now you know there are the living being chased by zombies in bathrobes and an ambulance comes careening across the street and smashes into a house and narrowly misses hitting her and it's that suburban mayhem of not everyone's a zombie yet, but it's like in full tilt. Like people don't know what's happening, but zombies are everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so we get that shot where she's walking down the street being like, What am I, you know, my life is hard and I'm a teen and nobody understands me (laughs) behind her. Yeah, yeah. That's the one where she bumps into the guy and he turns around like, hey, but he's like, he's a zombie. And in the background, you know, there's a zombie accosting another, oh, look. you know, there's all this stuff that she doesn't see. And that gives you a glimpse of the big outside world of what's happening. Right. There, the, you know, and, and that was, that was probably an expensive shot. You had to wrangle a lot of people. You had to lock down the street. You know, you had to do set design on a whole block and whatever. And it's not a long shot, but you're right. Most of the other stuff is interiors where you could rent the space and control the space and you know your costs are limited in that in that kind of thing they have just enough of the outdoor the world building to give us a sense of that the world has fallen but um but it's not lavish with it and i think of the a show like the walking dead that spends a lot of money on that whether it's cg it's a bit of both. Usually they spend a lot of money on makeup, a lot of these lingering close ups on the rotting corpses, you know. So mm. you get your Fangoria fix of being like, "Ooh, ooh, ooh look at that guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and they do. They, they, that's not cheap. I mean, you got to have a budget to um, to relish in that kind of stuff. Um, but I think the movie this movie has enough like you get it. You didn't. You probably don't sign on to this one if you're in for real face eating, you know, gut ripping. It's a Christmas movie. First and foremost, it's a Christmas movie, right? Don't yeah. you agree?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yes.
1: And it's billed as a Christmas movie. We see her; she's holding a big candy cane, and the impression you get is there's blood and it's zombies, but it's a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And then it's a Christmas zombie movie. And the delightful thing you find out is wow, it's actually a really competent, you know, the costume it's wearing is this um, high school musical costume. And it is a great costume. But at the end of the day, it's a zombie movie that mm-hmm. happens at Christmas.
0: And the, uh, you know, to touch on the songs a little bit again, it's, um, I, I mean, I definitely find myself when I watched this, you know, this most recent time, the songs, especially those first two, I like a lot and they're really catchy songs and i find you know they get i find myself you know singing them to myself later on you know even yeah even days later because they're they're well written you know i don't i didn't i've read very little about this movie so i don't know anything about you know who did the songwriting and all that and i i assume that all of these actors are are doing the singing is it, is that what you felt did you feel like they were dubbed or did you think they were actually the singers
1: it looked like they were doing the singing to me mm-hmm. i think what you tend to do um when you're shooting a movie like this is the actual track that you hear in the finished movie is them in the studio oh, sure, recording sure. it yeah uh and they could they might very well be singing it um while you're shooting it you know them live action doing the dance sequences but you don't use the track yeah the one the one recent exception to that is the les misérables film mm-hmm. adaptation which was sort of revolutionary in that they used the the audio like they shot it like a live musical they have um, the Hugh Jackman and everybody else singing during the take and that yeah. is the audio they use. Right. And I actually didn't see that film. Mm-hmm. But the performances look really raw and real and um I think it got pretty good pretty good critical claim. I don't know that there was this huge box office success because I don't know how many theater fans there are numerically you know what I'm saying? Like, oh he, yeah, it didn't outperform uh, T2, because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But I, I think you know, watch the trailer for that, and you're like, oh man, that looks amazing! Like, if you're
0: into Broadway musicals, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And you know that's a that's a really good point that you bring up there. I feel like this is a movie that is very accessible to people that wouldn't typically watch a musical because you have the um you've got the zombie hook of it. You know, so there are a lot of people be like, oh I like zombie movies and I like comedies and all they're singing, okay. Um but it you know what I mean? Does that make sense? That yes. I-
1: and I, I thought of that when I was like, oh please do yourself a favor and turn this off and go back and watch this and you will be as delighted as I happen to love musical stuff. I, I love it. I you know, some of it's done well, and some of it's not. And I was watching Glee, sort of a guilty pleasure for a while, and then even anything over time gets a little overripe, mm-hmm. uh, and then eventually it got a little overripe for me. Like I don't know how many seasons of Glee they did, but it was something like I don't it felt like eight <laughs> seasons of Glee. I think it lost me somewhere in season two. I was kind of like, okay. But I watched all of season one yeah. and be like, these kids are great. This is really fun. Like, oh, wow, high school could be musical. Yeah. But, but you know, the, the uh, Glee is a TV show that does, they do popular songs. So they sing pop music that exists. This is original music. Yeah. And the, especially those early numbers, they're really great. I was humming yeah. it to myself the other day.
0: For sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so and, I can't uh, imagine that there would be a whole lot of people that are just like I hate anything with right. singing no, at all. I'm out. You know, and I I can't imagine that there would be too many people that wouldn't, you know, if you like zombie movies, if you like Shaun of the Dead, that you would watch this and just be like, well, it was pretty good, but the singing just pissed me off. Right. You know, um,
1: what it doesn't have, it, it doesn't have, you know, the the comedy in Shaun of the Dead; those two are dynamite. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to match that. Um, this is British and this is funny. And the, the folks here are, the kids here are great. And there's a, there's a bit in the trailer you hear where they're, they're in the thing and he's checking his phone and Justin Bieber's a zombie. Yeah. And they, that's a funny, you know, there are, there are funny bits, but you don't have um, Simon Pegg and um, Nick Frost, the, Nick Frost, which are just, I mean, they're like Laurel. And those two are just a dynamite duo um, it's hard to miss any movie they make. Hot fuzz, it's there's gonna be funny. Oh yeah. Um, I I hope that people enjoyed this as much as I did because I loved it. Good, uh, good. I just I thought it was an absolute hoot. Is it perfect? No. Have we reviewed the perfect movie? No. We we find the ones that are a little. Outside the box, it's why we don't do the Godfather, right? Because yeah. it's like, what do you, what are you and I going to say about the Godfather? What more is to be already? said that there have exactly. people have written, it's,
0: you know, research papers yeah. and on it? Yeah. It's a
1: brilliant masterwork. Go watch that; it's great. Uh, what do you think about Christmas people
0: just having this in their their Christmas rotation? uh You know, I uh, like I say, I watched it last year for the first time. I think I probably watched it a second time last Christmas, and then I, when, um, you know, when I first brought up the idea of you, uh, of us watching it for the show, I watched it, and then I watched it again this weekend. So I think I've seen it probably a total of four times, and this is one that you could probably watch this every Christmas, um you you could I you know I it's a little hard for me to answer cuz I don't really have
1: a Christmas rotation. I don't have mm-hmm. movies that I come back to traditionally. I um I like to watch movies as the days get shorter and the, you know the the darkness comes earlier. I I do stay up and I watch stuff and when I certainly when I travel to visit my parents and everyone else is in bed, I like to, you know, get a beer or a glass yeah. of whiskey or something and just stay up. Sure. Because especially now with dad duties, it's kind of like that's the only me time I feel like I get. Sure. And I'll just kind of browse around, you know. I'll flick around and I'll be like, oh, Blade Runner 2049, I got to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, something will suck me in. Yeah. And I'm into sci- I'm into all the same stuff Or I'll, you know, Flash Gord will be on. i be like, ooh, I don't always make it through every all of everything. I would watch certainly the first half of this. Anytime I thought of it, because I just think it's so
0: effervescent
1: and fresh. Um, but I don't know. I don't know that I would stay with the whole movie, knowing where it goes.
0: It's nice that you can just kind of watch the the musical numbers, you know. Yeah. Obviously, they have, because they're kind of a little bit like musical videos, so they have, you know, repeat uh, yeah. a repeatability what do you think about um, so I don't have kids so this is a you know this is a little hard for me to, I don't ever have to worry about anything being inappropriate or anything but what age like if a if people wanted to watch this like with their teen kids what what age do you think would be appropriate for this
1: boy I don't I think it varies from kid to kid. what is it rated? is it PG-13 it's r or it's r, r
0: because you know mm-hmm. there's Silence. some, there's f words yeah. it's definitely it's a zombie movie, so it's gory. There's no sex or nudity or anything like that, but they do they swear some and then the rest is just you yeah, know, yeah, I mean
1: parents have different feelings on uh swearing. some people just swear like sailors and they think you know forget it, my, my kids are gonna hear it, we're not gonna be precious about words, right. Um, and some people are you know into the I think as blood and gore goes it doesn't feel sadistic the way some horror does you know some horror really delights in the twist of the knife and the agony and the torment yeah and this, this is, is fun that, this is fun violence this is not that movie yeah. uh, she knock, you know there it knocks the head clean off of one guy and there's this sort of fountain of blood where Johnny or
0: whatever his name is is like ah you know? <laughs> but then you see that well, there's a funny thing where you see that was the guy with the snow cone out or the whatever the snowman outfit. And then they when they realize that it's a zombie, they show him they're like at a like at like a playground where there's like swing sets and the guy's head is on the ground inside that suit yeah. and he's going rah, rah. You know, he's he's right. So he's up, you know he's uh, still the head is uh, the eyes and the right. mouth are moving and making so that's funny, you know. And there
1: are, you know, there's guts and stuff and blood, a lot of blood, um, and some guts kind of strewn around in an anatomically vague way, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like somebody's intestine is ripped open, and you can see, you can count their ribs, and oh, that's all correct, and oh, that's their large intestine, and there's this looks like their small intestine was perforated, and somebody ate most of the liver. Like, it's not that, you know what I mean? It's not... It's more on the cartoon end of it, uh, for yes. sure. So I would say uh, 15, 16, depending on the parents and kids, you know? Sure, yeah. Um, it's not... They don't... Like The Walking Dead, even, the TV show, loves to, like, have a beloved character, and then we we witness them get eaten alive. <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. God Almighty, <laughs> you know, it's really... You're like I know it's on not on till nine o'clock or something, but this is television. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty graphic stuff. Um It doesn't. It's not cartoony. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Um. So I I guess I I'm I guess I'm kind of a fuddy duddy. I'd probably say sixteen if your kids are down with it, and you know, sixteen year olds not gonna have nightmare nightmares. No. They're gonna have seen worse on on YouTube and. Um, you know, younger. If you're that kind of, I don't know. Some parents are like, oh, I watch it with my nine year old. We loved it." I'm like, "Okay, doke. Yeah, that, <laughs> I watch
0: yeah. It with my nine year old. I definitely. I don't know if my, you know, that I would have watched, uh, with my parents. I don't know that it, they they would have approved of it. But I probably watch would have watched something like this when I was twelve or thirteen. You know, uh, on your own. On my own, yeah.
1: Yeah, you would have sought it out and checked it out and they would yeah. have given you the shivers and there would have been an image or two that you'd have been like, oh, I can't shake that one. And you would have ended up doing a podcast with your best friend talking <laughs> about it years later. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I, you know what? I feel like this would have been something that, you know, had, had this come out when we were kids, we would have been way into this, you know? I think so. We would so. have been singing the songs and quoting things from it and, and all of that. So, like I say, this is definitely a movie with, with plenty of replayability. And I mean, I could, you know, I've watched this two years in a row. I don't know if I'll watch it next year or not, but I, this, I could probably watch this once a year, you know?
1: I feel, I mean, I feel very strongly like, um, yeah, certainly it's welcoming to anybody, but I feel like it's really aimed at 17
0: year olds. Yes. Yeah. Cause you have all the teen, you know what I mean? You know, absolutely. You know,
1: and the ways in which they talk to each other and interact with each other and the way in which they, Talk about sex and just the you know the kind of like parents and like it's not that big a deal, dad or whatever. It's all very much um sensitive to th- that contemporary age group of being a high school junior or senior. Like, you guys don't get it. I'm adult now, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but uh, but you know that's another thing about that. If I were a parent and my kid watched this, you know, movie, maybe a little bit too young. The it, kind of as we were talking about before, for the except for the kind of villain uh Nick guy, the other kids these are these are nice kids. So it's yeah. not like oh look at these kids today are so terrible. You know they they're these nice kids right. who are they're decent. not even smoking right. Yeah.
1: They're not out like you know with spray paint cans tagging the local businesses and yeah. like smoking and doing drugs. They're just they're good wholesome like. Creative, interesting, smart kids. They yeah. just like have emotional like entanglements, and it's a beautiful life until the undead rise. I, yeah. Oh, and <laughs> technically, we, we have no, there is no, not one second spent on how, why, right? Yeah. You, you've got zombie movies that like gesture to like, why is this happening? Uh, or how, or something, a comet passed over, or it's a virus, or uh, here's how the virus works, or there's nothing. This is just a good old fashioned classic zombie movie where one day dead people are suddenly alive. And for whatever reason they want to eat us.
0: And you don't need to know. Like that's as much. Exactly. Well,
1: even if you want to know, and I think that's part of the excitement is that you always want to know you're like, so what's going on here? It's like two, no, no time run. (laughs) You know? Yeah. That's part of the thrill of it. Um, so it's a classic it's a it's a kind of a classic take on zombies in that sense they're slow um they're non thinking they're not obsessed only with brains they'll bite any part of you <laughs> um yeah, I mean do you have anything else that's kind of my i would what would you recommend this
0: absolutely yeah i i can't you know um If you like zombie movies, if you like, uh, these, these, this is Scottish, but if you like, you know, if you're into British, uh, Scottish, uh, humor, um, although it's not like, that was another thing with this. It's not, this wasn't a movie that I had to have the subtitles on. I mean, I love a lot of English, uh, films and TV shows, but sometimes I have to turn on the sub, you know, if you watch like, uh. Locked stock and two smoking barrels, or something. I've have got to turn the subtitle right. because sometimes the sometimes the accent, so yeah. yeah. But this is you know you would there. Nobody has a you know a, an accent that's difficult to understand or anything. So if you know if that would be a turnoff for somebody, that's not there. And the and it has great songs. So right, it's not it's,
1: train spotting. Do you remember it's not, train yeah, spotting? It's not, yeah, it's, it's not, not. not train spotting. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> You're like, what the heck? Did what? <laughs> Yeah, what happened? What did they just say to each other? So uh, uh, I, I I loved it too. I I would give it two thumbs up for sure. And I I think that that the Scottish accent's delightful. And it comes into mm-hmm. that, the Hollywood ending song when Johnny has his little, you know, his couple of solo lines. Um, he's just got this great brogue, and he's singing about you know what, what, what was I thinking. Uh, instead of saying, you know, this is not something he's like, it's, this is nay something, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not McConaughey, and I just, I was so on board. I just like, this is excellent. They're not Mm -hmm. all Scottish. Um, Anna is clearly British and her father's British. And then, um, Lisa and her is her boys named Chris.
0: Yeah. His name's Chris. Yeah.
1: They're both clearly Scottish and uh, Nick seems British to me. It's, it feels like it's at least half British. I mean, half English and half Scottish. They're all British. Uh, and with one American thrown in just for local flavor, I guess. Which I you ne- they
0: never, they never that. They just, it's basically like her parents kind of dumped her. She has one line where yeah. like
1: they moved to, they moved to dad's a rich jerk basically. And they moved there and then he immediately went, on vacation to Mexico and just sort of abandon her there. I mean, she's at school. He's not abandoned, abandoned, but you know, she's a fish out of water and, and now she's literally alone while he's gallivanting with his new wife or whatever girlfriend in Mexico. And Yeah. And they do. They she's very,
0: she's very good. She's a very good actress and, and her singing is great and everything, but it's a little bit jarring in the beginning. Cause you're just like, why is this American girl at this school? You know? Um, yeah. But, but uh, and, yeah.
1: And it comes up. She makes a point that she's gay. She mentions it at some point. But I love that that's just not an issue in the movie. Like in the 80s movies, somebody somebody being gay, they would be mercilessly abused for that. They would be teased and hazed and sometimes, you know, literally beaten into the hospital for that. Which
0: is insane,
1: and I thought it was really refreshing that we have this gay character who sort of mentions it in passing. She just
0: mentions her girlfriend a couple of times.
1: Yeah, exactly. It just—it is very natural. Um, it, it, and I just thought well, this is great that cinema now has just become, and not even the, not even the, I mean the bullies pick on her. They pick on. But her they pick on. They seem like, to pick on everybody, basically. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. pick on everybody, and they pick on her because of her haircut or something. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't, they don't, you know, pick on her sexual orientation. And I I really like that I really like that. Mm-hmm. Really that in a zombie movie, you're not picking this low hanging fruit, or maybe that it's not
0: even low hanging fruit anymore, mm-hmm. right? We just don't care about that. And you know um, that just kind of one last thing that just sort of popped in my, into my head: they don't even really do the thing. <clears throat> excuse me, they don't even really do the thing that is so common in high school movies of having a bunch of tropes. You know, it's. Uh, you have the the bully who like you said in an American movie would be a the the uh, captain of the of the football team but the but anna and John and Lisa and Chris are all kind of like theater kids or something you know what I mean the chris guy is really into just movie making that's like his thing right. but it's not like here's the jock and here's the nerd and here's the the you know the uh, right. The prom queen and here's the this you know they're just kind of normal kids
1: yeah they're kind of creatives
0: yeah um they're they're obvious they're all good looking mm-hmm. you know they're
1: all really good looking kids it's not like they you know it, it's not like they're the birds that have like crazy you know headgear braces and stuff mm-hmm. it's not they're not misfits they're just not they don't fit right into the popular mainstream whatever and and the school that they depict doesn't have those clear-cut um, categories yeah. either. Yeah, Which is, interestingly, which is nice, is that is another trope of the high school musical thing. It's like, these are the jocks, and these are the cheerleaders, and these are the band geeks, and these are the math chess club nerds, and these are the drama, you know. Mm-hmm. and And that's not really a thing here which also felt super refreshing to me because they are doing big musical numbers yeah but everybody is doing big musical numbers and the high school wasn't ever like that anyway like you know guys on the football team were in choir and you know it just the people had multiple interests it was (laughs) sure yeah whether it whether they were a jerk or not
0: um yep
1: um, great but yeah so, so I'd
0: say we both highly highly recommend this and, I, uh, yeah and
1: I hope that somebody at least got the same delightful surprise as I did when I, I'm so
0: that happy that, is, that that worked <laughs> out that, that you uh, three
1: genres in one because yeah I'm
0: I'm, yeah. So, I'm so happy that you were didn't know anything about this movie and and that the surprise the surprise worked. And I have to imagine there are a lot of people out there that you know this this movie has its audience. I remember at the time that it came out among you know it was basically like horror fans were were really into this but i i i imagine there's a i would think that there are a lot of people that just have no idea about the existence of this movie
1: i didn't yeah. i had never heard of it um okay but so so four thumbs up enthusiastically from both of us um Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, or even if you don't, have a wonderful uh, 2021. Absolutely. But before that happens, uh, hopefully you'll join us when we talk about Crawl as regularly scheduled. Um, this Saturday, are we doing? Is that when we're putting it out Saturdays? I think so, yeah. Anyway, go check out Crawl for next time, and uh, we will talk to you then.